Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing OnboardNWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and today today I've got a really special guest for you. You know, I Am Northwest Arkansas focuses on the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life here in the Ozarks. And well, you know, we're dealing with a lot of different things right now. For those of you that are small business owners, for those of you that are just trying to survive with your family, dealing with virtual school, dealing with, um, you know, kids with runny noses and all kinds of other stuff, whether, whether, wondering whether or not you have COVID-19 
or or some other sickness or illness. We're all going through things right now, but um, I, I'm excited today by the guests that we've brought on to the show because for those of you that are small business owners, if you're a 1099 contractor, this is the episode for you. I have with me Mary Beth Brooks, who is the director of the Small Business Technology Development Center at the University of Arkansas. And uh, I connected with Mary Beth probably back in March when I had her on a special episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, where we did kind of like a roundtable of different leaders in the community talking about how we are going to get through this pandemic. So that was what? That was the third month of of 2020, and now we're in the first month of 2021. And so we're still surviving. We're alive, Mary Beth. So I think that's a good thing, right? That's a really good thing. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, it's great to have you on. And um, I would love for you just to kind of share one of the things that we like to do is to know you know, our listening audience loves to know who they're listening to. And I'd love for you just to quick, give us the quick cliff note version of uh, the Mary Beth Brooks uh, superhero origin story. And uh, I know you had a previous life in banking and all that, and now you're giving back to the business community, small business community in a special way. But I'd love for you just to share fo- with folks a little bit about yourself. Sure. I'd be happy to. Hey, thanks for having me too, Randy. I really Absolutely. appreciate it. It's great to be with you. So I'm Mary Beth Brooks, and I, um, as Randy said, most people knew me as a banker for a long time. I was a banker for almost 30 years and uh, tried to retire and didn't have had a pretty epic fail with retiring from the banking world. So I um, started my own business, um, trying to consult with bank. I was a consultant for banks who were buying and selling banks and such. And then I ended up um, moving into a role at the University of Arkansas, and I'm just having a blast. It's so much fun. Um, but what I'm really doing right now is I have a team of people. There are about 15 of us. We provide free consulting services to any small business in Northwest Arkansas, people trying to get started in business, people trying to grow in their business, people trying to survive during the coronavirus in their business, and then folks buying and selling businesses. So again, we just serve, we provide free services to folks, and that's for everything from financial. A lot, a lot Right now, it's a lot of financial help. Um, on how to apply for a certain loan, how to uh, get certain financing, uh, any of those kind of things we help with, how to work on financial projections. If I change my business model a little bit and I pivot and do these certain things, how will this um, impact my cash flow year one, year two, year three? So we do a lot of that work, but we also do provide a lot of help. We have specialists on our team who do a lot of help with everything from social media and website work and HR kind of questions. So anything that a small business owner um, might need help with that they don't, they either can't afford or don't want to have, you know, a specific person or pay somebody to do that. We're helping a lot with those folks right now. Okay. So man, you, obviously you, your plate is full. And, and as I was listening to you share, you know, it dawned on me that actually there are some businesses that are being started during this pandemic. There are, uh, but, you know, so before we get into how we can help those that are currently in business that currently possibly need to apply or should apply for the PPP loan or the EIDL. Um, and, and we'll get into what those, all those acronyms stand for in a minute, but I'd love for you just to kind of share, uh, what you have seen currently here in Northwest Arkansas with small business startup? It, it, uh, it's remarkable how many are still starting, um, but it, and it's really been pretty fun. But what, what I feel like people are focusing on 
are the areas in which um, that all of us, if, if we think about in the last 12 months, especially 10 months, how our lives have changed. Think about even like how suddenly uh, you can't, if you go to a bike store, you can't buy a bike because they were for so long out because all of us right. were just doing anything we could to be outside right. or, and to have some kind of normalization in our world. Um, so I've seen some businesses focused on biking communities yeah. um, and, and that type work. Um, mental health uh, had several who have been working on different mental health because as, you, as we all know, the struggles that folks are having um, as they are adapting to whatever our new normal is. We're not sure what it's going to be. But um, so it's really interesting the different areas in which um, people have started some of these new businesses, uh, pretty much catering a lot to our, our lives as we've changed them just in these last few months. Yeah, no, I, I get it. And, and, and it, it is important. And I, I keep telling people that, that, you know, now is not the time to uh, displace your dream because you're waiting for the perfect scenario, right? Cause you and I both know there is no such thing as the right time to do anything. I tell that to young married couples when they're thinking about having kids or any, listen, there's never a perfect time for any of this. So, you know, you're better off just jumping right in. And I actually think that there are going to be a number of success stories that we're going to hear post pandemic about, you know, entities that started businesses that started people that, that, that uh, hung a shingle out and just said, Hey, I'm open for business. I've thought of this great idea. I'm going to try to make it work and, and they're going to be the better for it. So I, I personally want to, as I know you are doing on a daily basis, encourage anyone listening that if you've ever had a dream or an idea, there's never going to be a right time. And this idea of waiting till we get to the other side of this pandemic, don't do that because things are going to change anyway. So you might as well go ahead and get out there and, and try it. And one thing I love, Randy, in Northwest Arkansas is there there is a tremendous amount of resource. I mean, there are so many resources out there um, to assist people. And that is not, I, mean, I think people automatically assume, oh my goodness, if I'm a startup, I don't have the money to spend on these people. But there are a lot of resources like our group that provide free resources, because as long as we have businesses starting and growing and and thriving in the community, that's good for the whole community. But there are a lot of uh, complimentary type resources out there for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's jump into it because this is this is the probably the reason why a lot of people are going to tune in today. And I, and I want to talk about this whole PPP, uh, which stands for the Paycheck Protection Program. Right. Okay. And then EIDL is the Emergency e Injury Disaster Loan. Right, right. And, and Economic the, Injury Disaster Loan. Economic Injury Disaster Loan. Right. So let's right. talk about these and, and the availability. I know that this is uh we're we're going through the second round of money that is available for PPP. A lot of people, there's just been a lot of confusion. So I don't know where you want to start, but if you want to kind of give us a lay of the land of where things are, there's probably people that are listening to this that maybe never applied for the first round. So they didn't get it. And just for, for, just for my audience sake, just, I want to let everybody know, cause I like to be transparent. I actually got the PPP loan the first time around and I've already gotten it the second time around. So there's hope for all of us, right? If I can get it, 
everybody can get it. And I'm not, I mean, all my stuff was in order, so it certainly does pay to have uh, a lot of your information in order, things that you can put your hands on. And I know that for some small businesses, they struggle in that area of record keeping and organization. But um, I know that was that's one thing that I have never struggled with. And that helped me to be able to do this very quickly. But I'd love for you just to kind of walk through the state of, of affairs in terms of where we are and, and what your encouragement would be today for those firms that have never applied for the PPP loan at all and don't think that they're eligible. <laughs> right. I think first thing uh, is that there's a lot of, there are, again, a lot of resources out there for you uh, and it doesn't hurt to apply. I mean, so the first thing I would be doing is be make sure you're in contact with your banker. So let me give you a little bit of background. Um, this new, when Randy talks about the new PPP second draw loans, um, we, we can also, I'll talk a little bit about the first draw loans, but the P PPP uh, program really now allows certain eligible borrowers that participated previously that received a PPP loan, they can now apply for a second draw PPP loan, pretty much the same general terms as their first PPP loan. Mm -hmm. um, the second draw loan can be used to help. It's even more a more expanded um, group of, of expenses that they can use. Primarily, most of my clients are using it to fund payroll costs, including benefits, or they're paying their rent or mortgage interest, those kind of things. Um, the key is, is that these are all fully forgivable as long as you use the, that money on eligible expenses. And if you are, if, as long as you use it on payroll or on any of those type eligible expenses, and there's a very specific list, then after a period of time, you can get that loan forgiven. That's, there are a lot of questions and, and rumors going around and people are concerned that they can't get that forgiven. We've already seen a lot of forgiveness on the first round. And then also the, they, uh, may, they improved the process for forgiveness for so many of our small businesses because the forgiveness process now for those loans under $150,000, it's a one pager. So it's going to be really simple to apply for forgiveness. But the key again is record keeping, just like you talked about, uh, Randy. It's um, I think that even folks who applied the first time are even trying to improve on their record keeping now realizing how vitally important that is. But for folks like um, independent contractors, uh, don't feel like you have to have already filed your 2020 tax return. Don't feel, I mean, you can even go back into bank statements and look at this information and get your uh, receipts from the deposits into your uh, business accounts. Um, and then add those. It doesn't, it's not like you have to have full tax returns already completed because the, the rule is um, if you are looking at a PPP2 loan that you have to be able to prove that your revenue or your receipts are down 25% year over year and a, uh, with a quarter over quarter. So uh, between 2019 and 2020. So, so many of our group, our businesses, what they are doing and independent contractors. So think of a, of even a hairstylist, um, a hairstylist um, when they were closed for several weeks um, in April and early May. So if that, if that person were to look at their quarter two, so um, April 1 through June 30 of 2019 and compare it to April 1 through June 30 of 2020, um, as long as their revenue during that time frame is down 25% or more, then they can qualify for this loan again. And just as a reminder, the way that you actually, the way that the calculation is for the loan amount 
is pretty much in general, I could get into real specifics, but pretty much it's two and a half times um, monthly payroll averages. And you can go back and even use two, 2019 payroll for independent contractors. It's a little bit different on how that calculation runs, but it doesn't mean you're not eligible. You are very eligible. Yeah. And I, and I, I think it, um, which is why I've always told any of my friends that run a small business, run, you know, run a payroll, even if it's just you, because yes. when, when you run a payroll, you're going to have all those records and it's so much easier. I mean, it was like, it was a cinch for me to call my accountant and get the report that I needed to show what my, you know, what my payroll was for a period of time and just submit that. And, you know, going through the process and I will say, you know, for those listening, I did already get my forgiveness letter. I have it. I have it framed. I don't have it framed, but I mean, it, it, you know, I, I do have it because because I was a little suspect. I know a lot of people are like, there's nothing like free lunch, right? But I think the reality is, is that it was, it, it, it just afforded me the ability to kind of uh, bridge the gap in some areas, right? Because for what I do as a consultant, as a podcaster, uh, as a trainer, I was on the road a lot too. And, and I wasn't, I haven't been able to do that. I haven't been on an airplane since the beginning of March. So I lost a lot of revenue. And then when I looked at my Q4 of 2020, 2020 and compared it to my Q4 of 2019, I was actually amazed at how much less I made this past year over the year prior before the pandemic started. So people would be surprised if they can just get out. And even if you just pull that pencil out, sharpen it up, look at what your numbers were for, you know, a three month period um, this past year in 2020 and compare that to the same period in 2019. And I think most of us will be surprised that there are definitely some differences. I agree. And, and almost everybody we work with on this particular project is the same way. Um, some who are surprised uh, at, at just how significant that difference is. If they hadn't looked at it and paid that close attention, they thought it was maybe a 30% drop, but in, in reality, it was like a 50% drop. Yeah. So, so, so you've got 15 people on staff there at the, um, at the development center. Um, I'm just curious to know, uh, how were you able to amass such a qualified group of individuals on your team there? Right. And, and, and this is a chance for you to kind of talk glowingly about them, but how were you able to, to do that and keep your sanity in this process? I think it really helps um, that I've been around a long time. Uh, so I guess I know quite a few people and I've been in Northwest Arkansas for almost 25 years. So um, our team is a really mixed, good group, uh, amazing group of, of, of specialists who really know their particular fields. Um, there are a few of us who are kind of the generalists. I am more, I am a real financial person. I was a banker for a long time. So most people call me a spreadsheet geek. I love those kind of things. And, the, and, you know, most people can't get too thrilled about a spreadsheet and I get all excited about it. Um, but then, uh, you know, we have like a, a group who does social media. And you can imagine during this time frame, um, some a restaurant owner maybe who wasn't used to doing that much social media. They, you know, take a quick picture of the food and, and put it on their social media. But how important it was for it to get consumers back in their restaurants um, that they needed to be able to show, hey, look. Here, here's a video. Here's what I've done. Here's here's how much we're sanitizing. Here's what we're doing to keep our our customers super safe and healthy. Um, and here's what we're doing to keep our staff happy and healthy um, to get people to where they felt like they could come back in. Um, so we helped with all kinds of social media with people. 
Um, we have a group who we work with uh, who does a lot of website work and, and review and analysis, just trying to help folks. Because you can imagine there are a lot of retailers who are now uh, who are maybe brick and mortar and who are doing 90 percent um, of their sales in their store. And as the, as the pandemic lingered, they were trying to do more and more um, online sales. So trying to help folks uh, beef up that kind of presence. Um, and gosh, Randy, there were so many questions on human resources over the course of, of the last nine or 10 months um, as people were maybe having to put people on unemployment and then bring them back in off of unemployment. And then, heck, I'm a small business owner. I'm not going to pay a lawyer to tell me some of this. Uh, tell me what it, all these new requirements. When do I have to pay people if they're going to be have to take off for two weeks? When do I not? So even the, our, our HR folks um, have, have, have been super helpful on all that. Um, so we prep, try to provide a lot of free webinars and a lot of that kind of work. Um, and then we record them. So anybody who couldn't listen when we actually did it can go back in and listen. And so there are a lot of the, the stickler details on all, on everything from funding to certain kinds of social media and uh, how to create a website and a lot of that kind of work. So we're doing what we can. Um, but my, the team is amazing. Uh, and a lot of times what we'll do is we'll talk with uh, if, if we have a new client come in, we try to address the initial that initial need and request and then figure out who else on the team could also potentially help. Um, it's not like one person has to be the only one to help that individual. If we're helping Randy and he says, oh, my gosh, I, I, I really need some help with my social media. Or I really need help. Look at my website. It's really struggling. Then I refer you to other groups on the team. And we continually are talking to where uh, we can provide you with multiple kinds of services. Wow. Okay. So I, I, I and I love that approach because it sounds like you, you guys work as a committee and, and you kind of help each other out and step yeah. in where needed uh, with the different expertise that you have on your team. So. Yeah. Because like, it's not like, I mean, at my age, I'm not the social media queen. I'm not sure. even on. I mean, so that's not where I'm going to be helped be helpful. But I know, but I have the people on our team who are super, uh, I mean, who are spectacular, have grown their own businesses by, by um, strictly by social media. So it's a really, I mean, I, I just know when to refer because I know which areas I'm not as great at doing and I can, and it can let other people answer those who are the experts. Yeah. So, so, I mean, granted the pandemic has kind of made you guys the darling in the, in the, in the, uh, in the community in terms of uh, resources, but what else have you guys done to get the word out that you're here to help people? Cause I know a lot of people, like I didn't know about you guys before I got introduced to you and I'm, I consider myself pretty well read, pretty, you know, I know a lot of different folks, but you know, when I heard about the breadth of, of services that you offered, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like amazing. And I had no idea. So, I mean, what, what have you guys been doing to get the word out so that people know who you are? We do as much as we can media wise and with you guys and with podcasts and, you know, KUAF and some of those coming mean, different, different audiences to try to reach people. But at the same time, I admit our bread and butter is just working with clients every single day. I mean, I, I will spend right now, I'll have uh, sometimes seven, eight, nine hour, hour and a half long meetings in a day over yeah. Zoom. And, and the good news is, is that I can then with Zoom, I can I can just crank them out and really work through the work through people's problems. Um, so it's tough to spend a lot of time out promoting ourselves because right. 
but so the majority of our referrals come from um, clients. Okay. So if Randy's a client, then he's going to say, wow, you know, his he'll, he'll tell his best three friends who also run businesses or considering getting into it or starting a business. And then they come to us and go, hey, Randy mentioned that you might be able to help me. The majority, it's really funny, usually say, what's the catch? Because, yeah. for, you know, complimentary or free or anything like that uh, sounds like there's no way that's too good to be true. But, you know, we're all University of Arkansas employees and we uh, it's a it's an outreach program. The university is the, the university in Fayetteville is the the land grant university. So um, the chancellor feels really strongly about giving back and making sure that we're doing everything we can to improve our communities. So, um, but we're also, we get, we have grants. We have a grant from the SBA. We have um, a really good grant from the Walton Family Foundation uh, because everybody really believes in uh, what we're doing, but also what kind of services we can provide. Because if our small businesses don't survive, then then the community really, really deteriorates. Yeah, no, you, yeah, you're absolutely right about that. Um, I want to go back because you did mention something about service uh, companies. And I know that I have a lot of friends that own restaurants or uh, like Matt Cooper, who used to be the chef at the Preacher's yeah. Son. He's about to start something new and um, Hannah Withers uh, and, and so many others. And I feel their pain because uh, there are a lot of service workers that are still un unemployed, uh, some of them are even dealing with food insecurity. Uh, what success have you had specifically helping service companies, i.e. restaurants and others that are that are serving our needs on a daily basis? So it, that, that answer is twofold, because I think of when you mention Hannah Weathers, you think about what Hannah has done in the midst of owning a couple of shops that 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 are, are have been have struggled only because, I mean, you can't, I mean, uh, having Maxine's and having Leverett Lounge, it's tough. Right. I mean, restaurants in general have struggled and you have maximum capacities and you have to have them six feet apart and those places are tiny. And, um, but what did she do in order to combat all this? Oh, she makes it to where she's making sure that her people are feeding other food insecure restaurant workers. I sure. mean, so it's so cool uh, to see in the midst of some people's despair, how they then somehow or the other overcome, conquer by helping everybody else. So yeah. as far as the the really fun side of it for a lot of us, it's like, wow, to see people like that, uh, you know, turn it into something really positive. Um, but restaurant owners, um, you know, have a near and dear place in our hearts. I got to admit, I mean, if you... Um, if you have a community that doesn't have a good have good local restaurants, um, it's it, it, it changes everything. So um, one of our team members, her name is Catherine Corley. She oversees our what we call our restaurant forum. So she has a call and has since the beginning of April. So she's going on long uh, several months worth now. Uh, every Monday at two o'clock, every restaurant owner. Uh, can participate and they have a call and it's been a really interesting. So they'll be on a zoom call and maybe 30 different restaurant owners, competitive competitors to uh, folks right down the street to somebody from, you know, a County or two apart um, are all on there. Um, and it's been really uh, helpful for them, but it's also been interesting and somewhat cathartic to them to be able to relate to each other. Um, Cause it's one thing when they're telling you and me, 
wow, this has been this has been really hard. But when it is the owner of one restaurant and the owner of another restaurant, they know what each other has been through. Um, And some of these folks didn't know each other. Um, You know, as a banker, I knew who my competitors were uh, and I knew them well. And we would have we we would get together to really and we really understood and we could reach out to each other if we needed them. But a lot of them didn't know each other. Now, a lot of them know each other. They're on a call every single week. And it's been interesting to see how that um, how that restaurant form has evolved. The beginning, it was all about pandemic funding. You know, uh, they were closed. When could they reopen? Uh, that we were ha- we would have like an ep- our epidemiologist on a call and we would have our lawyers on a call to try to help um, the restaurants decide how they were going to reopen their full strategy, what they were going to require their employees to do, what kind of sanitation procedures, all those kind of things. Then it evolved. And, and also this the pandemic unemployment as they were putting people on unemployment at times. Then it evolved to uh, reopening. Um, and how they were best best strategy. Then it evolved to oh my, and it also was I can't get my folks back off unemployment. Then it evolved to uh, oh my goodness, people are starting to test positive. They've been exposed. My hostess got this. My back office did this. I mean, and, and then helping them navigate that process. Um, we move into the fall, and it was all about okay, like for for restaurants in Fayetteville, for example, we would have the the local city folks on the call with us to help them with the out with aura and the outdoor rec area mm-hmm. to help. And they, the city folks were actually super helpful to our restaurant owners saying, well, have you considered maybe if you take out the back parking lot and you do this, this, and this, then you could participate um, all the way into, as it got a little bit colder and all these folks are searching for outdoor heaters because they're just trying to keep their people warm. And then it was hard to find outdoor heaters and we were trying to help them source heaters. So it's, um, but it's, what's been fun is as, you know, if one restaurant has a fire in their kitchen that the others are diving in trying to help because now they're really getting to know each other. And um, you hear, when you hear it from another owner, it's been super helpful uh, because then they, they, and they can really relate. Um, So I feel like with restaurants, we, I admit we have a near and dear place in our hearts for them, probably a because I eat too much and love my local restaurants. Um, and and throughout all of this, I'm tell my husband all the time, oh, we've got it. But we've got to support those local restaurants it, just to give me another reason, you know, to go to Hugo's and go to Bordena or whatever to get takeout. So um, it, it's there's no doubt it's been a struggle. But then the good side of it is, is and I can't tell you by name who it might be, but, you know, at one point in April, I remember he said to me, I know you're, you, you can't charge me and I I'd pay you whatever if I could, but what's the one thing. And and my son happened to wander in as we're on a zoom call. And he, and my son was like, Hey, you own a certain restaurant. And the restauranter said, tell me your favorite thing at my restaurant. And my son told him what his favorite thing it was. And so the restaurant owner said, if your mom can help me get through this, by the end of the year, and if I'm still around and kicking, then I'm going to give her that recipe. Okay. And on <laughs> December 24th, after we had gotten and made sure he was able to also like apply for the business interruption grant with the state, mm-hmm. uh, he got that that deposit on December 24th and he sent me the recipe. Wow. So those little things in life, it's like, ah, oh. yeah. so it, I mean, it's just been, it's been really, even though super heartbreaking at times, also really rewarding just to be able to help people. 
Yeah, and and it really is because I think it's it's just two things at play, right? It's 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 human emotion and the human spirit that are are really fundamentally at play here. Uh, the human emotion, that the up and down of, man, am I going to be able to open today? Am I going to be closed today? Am I is is an employee going to get sick today? Is you know, it's just up and down. And then the spirit is just that ability to not give up the fortitude, right? And and I see it in, you know, the commentary that I've read from Hannah Withers on Facebook and all, and I can feel their pain, Jeremy Gothrop and a bunch of other restaurant owners that have really been through the ringer this year, through no fault of their own, um, but, but have had the intestinal fortitude to hold on, you know, because there is going to, you know, the sun is going to come up and, and that there's going to be some new opportunities. And I think we're, you know, we're slowly getting there. I think we're working towards it. And, you know, possibly with some of these new mandates that have come down uh, with, the, with the new administration and, and just some of the requirements, you know, we'll mask up a little bit more and we'll just tough it out and get through this. I know nobody like I hate the masks. I hate them, but I wear them everywhere I go because it's just for me, I feel comfortable knowing that I come home at night and I haven't exposed myself to anything unnecessarily. And, Absolutely. Um, and that's where I think that's where we need to be. And that's the resolve that all of us need to have to get through that. But you, you know, you, you brought up some key things and I think it's, it's something that I harp on all the time. I've had, I just recently had somebody that's moving here, relocating for work. And they were like, wow, you know, we didn't know what to expect about Northwest Arkansas, but, but the picture that you've painted through your podcast about the spirit of the people here makes it really seem like a special place. And I had to agree with that sentiment because that's actually how I feel. And when I talk to people like you and Tyler Clark from Single Parent Scholarship Fund of Northwest Arkansas and so many other individuals that are reliant on the, 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 the goodwill and the giving of this community, it's, you know, it's not that we expect to get it, but it's that there are always people here willing to give a, a hand up not a handout. And there's a difference. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And so I, I, I really, I mean, this is a, this is a special time in a place and I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if you ever would say something like this, what I'm about to say, but you know, if I was ever going to be in a pandemic, I'd want to be in a pandemic in Northwest Arkansas, because I believe that, that the spirit of the people here uh, outweighs some of the challenges that we're facing. I, I can I wholeheartedly agree, Randy. One interesting addition to that that I've seen is, um, you know, when a lot of those, when you brought up restaurants, when those restaurant owners, bar owners were so down, um, their biggest concern was never their savings account or it was the, it was their employees and they were just missing their customers. They, yeah. they were missing seeing some of those folks every single day or night. So um, and then it was also fun to watch some of them as they uh, again, as I would reach out and go to. Boca in Rogers and I would ship or, or wherever just to so show my support, right. but uh, to w go in and see Mark Rohrbach have his kids and his partner and his partner's kids were pretty much running the entire thing. Cause he, he was, had to just be doing to go food. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it, it, but when you talk to Mike Rohrbach now, cause his biggest concern was his employees, but he made, he wanted, he needed them to be doing one thing and they was paying them but to keep them safe was paying them. But then it was just having his family and his partner's family and they were running everything, doing the cash register, taking the phone calls, cooking the food, doing it all. And it's like, wow, the grit 
that 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 these people had has, has just been has been amazing. And I'm sure they probably don't want to look back at it now, but I bet in another few months they're going to look back and go, well, that there was some positives to that time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, there are there are going to be television shows. There are going to be movies. There will be plays made about and books written about our experience during this pandemic. And and we've seen every. Uh, strata of the human condition throughout this pandemic. And, and certainly um, there have been a lot of, there's there been a lot of shining examples of what yeah. could be. And and so I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. And for me, the glass is always half full. And I know that you guys bring that mentality and attitude to everything you do with your organization. So I really appreciate you guys um, serving this community. Is there anything uh, any final thoughts that you want to leave with our listeners, especially those that might be on the fence about doing this? Say it's somebody that has not applied for anything and just feels like I just couldn't qualify for it. What would you say to them? I'd say call our office at 479-575-5148. Again, everything we do is complimentary, but uh, the other really, and, and we can help guide you through a lot of that. Reach out to your banker. Um, almost a lot of your listeners, if they have any kind of business or consider they have, a, they at least have a bank account, they can reach out to their banker and the banker can guide them through it as well. All, a lot of these loans you have to apply through, through your bank anyway. Others though, you apply online through like the SBA. We can help with a lot of that, uh, but there are a lot of resources out there. Don't assume you don't qualify because it can't all it can hurt all the time you're wasting is what I mean, even if you spend the time, gather the information and you get rejected, it's not like it's the end of the world. You were no worse off than you were the day before. Right. Um, but as you can attest, uh, a lot of the banks are really doing a great job with this. And they've even improved the process from last time. And they know what they need and they're doing a great job with it. And um, that can really make a difference in survival, especially as we're in this first quarter of of 2021, when everybody's not really sure how February and March are going to be, that's what this money is for, I feel like, to kind of get a little bit further along to that end of that tunnel, uh, and that this money can make the difference. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll just give a quick shout out, a quick plug to Gary Head and Signature Bank and his team over there, Megan LaHaye, uh, who's been kind of my personal banker through all this. She's been amazingly available morning, noon, and night taking my text messages on the weekend, answering questions. And I've said this before on this podcast, you know, relationships are really important, especially your banking relationships. And I know a lot of times we're a little bit more casual about that, but my grandfather taught me when I was a child why it was important to know your bank manager, to know the teller, know them by first name, treat them with dignity and respect and and um, and build a relationship because you never know when you're going to need that. And that stuck with me from a six-year-old kid. Of course, I wanted the lollipops when I went to the bank, yeah. right? Because you know the about dum-dums, that. The dum-dums, yes. Yeah, the dum-dums. But, uh-huh. but, but, uh, but, but man, those lessons have served me well and continue to do so uh, through my 51 years of life. And, uh, you know, and I just, you know, shout out to all of the hard workers at all the banks that are, you know, working overtime and, and, and really carrying a yeoman's task to get this to get this done. They really are. They are working so hard. But you got to understand from from their perspective, I really feel for them because um, people right now need the money. So, you know, they, and they're so anxious and want to make sure because last time, last go round, the PPP, the first round, 
that money went pretty quickly and then it came back and then they refunded it and came back. This round intentionally is more catered to smaller businesses because the max loan amount is 2 million versus 10 million. So the money went away really quickly with the old one. This one is really catered to that, but but the banks are doing the very best they can um, and truly working around the clock, but understand so many of those customers are just begging uh, for all this information and thinking it's a slow turnaround, but really in reality, they they've only, they maybe haven't heard back in you know 14 hours. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, yeah, they're working as hard as they can. I'm working, I deal with a lot of the bankers just because I knew them as a banker for so long. And um, there, it's a it's a really yeoman's task to to be working um, as much as they are trying to get money for people. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I I appreciate all of them, and I certainly appreciate you, Mary Beth Brooks, and for taking time out of your schedule um, just to just to share with with our audience here at I Am Northwest Arkansas. We always want to keep our folks abreast of everything that's happening, and and um, all this information today I think is going to be very helpful. So thank you so much. Absolutely, it's so great. To I be do here. have I do have one question for you, and in, in in all of the craziness and hullabaloo of everything that's going uh, on right now, and hullabaloo, I know that's a word but um what 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 are you finding to to kind of quiet your mind when you're not busy doing this at such a frenetic pace are you reading are you binge watching i'm I'm an exerciser i don't look like it um (laughs) again because of eating at all of our local restaurants so often um but but i am an early morning um extra workout person and i i need my my gym type community and it might be outside and it's all socially distanced but I need that accountability. Uh, and that's what gets me going really early in the morning. Oh, I love that. That's great. Well, that's good. I, I'm sure I, I'm, I'm always out on the trail every morning and I'm really thankful for having the greenway right behind our house because yes. we, we take advantage of it and we know almost every inch of it around in our neck of the woods. So very thankful for that. Well, Mary Beth Brooks, thank you so much. Um, you gave us the phone number. If people want to email you, what's the best way for them to contact you? They can reach out to us. SBDC at UARK.edu is our general email address. And my email address is M as in Mary, E as in Elizabeth Brooks. So it's M-E-B-R-O-O-K-S at U-A-R-K dot E-D-U. Perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, we'll make sure everybody gets all this information. It will all be there. It'll be available in the show notes. If anybody has questions for me in terms of my experience going through this, because again, I know sometimes it's we, we don't do something until we see somebody else do it. It's not as bad as you think. So trust me when I say it, when I first heard about it and all the requirements, I was like, oh, this is just a headache. But it was much easier than I thought it would be. And then, of course, having a good banker really helps. So I hope all this information was helpful for you today and that you take it and act upon it. Don't just sit on this information, act upon it. There are some of you that are listening to this that that might be 1099 contractors that would be eligible to do this. Don't just sit around saying all this money that's being put out there, all this money that's trying to stimulate our economy and I'm not eligible for it. You just don't know. Put yourself out there and find out. Take the time. 
uh, and with people like Mary and uh, everybody else that's just doing this uh, in in this area, uh, you can find the help that you need. So um, just definitely connect with Mary Beth and uh, her team, and they'll take good care of you. And of course, as always, if you have any questions for us here at I Am Northwest Arkansas, we'll do that. So Mary Beth, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Randy. Uh, absolutely. Well, folks, uh, that's another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download Download the show notes from today's episode. Visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us and all things NWA. Sign up today. You can also subscribe to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it. And please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Our, Our podcast comes out every Monday. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we will see you back here next week for a new episode of the podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.